Many people who join churches are generous with their time and energies and finances because the church exemplifies and mirrors in some way their moral and spiritual, ethical and theological values. This church, or congregation, encourages people to proclaim those values and belief systems not only here, but out in the world. All Souls provides a common place to worship, to be together, to grow strong, and to share our deepest feelings and hopes and dreams, pain and needs. We also share our talents and our ideas and our creativity here. The church provides opportunities for spiritual growth and enhancement. All Souls and Unitarian Universalism support each person's personal journey all along the way. We support our members and the community at large in matters of the spirit, the heart, and the soul. Your minister, the director of religious education, and the members respond to inquiries about religion and theology. We talk about that stuff all the time. Your minister and the church community can be counted on in times of joy and in times of suffering and pain. We celebrate important life transitions such as birth, reaching adulthood, marriage, commitment to partners, and death. In times of transition such as separation and loss or illness, the church provides encouragement, support, and empathy. All Souls is part of an interdependent web of love and compassion within the larger schemes of the earth and the universe. We here connect with each other. We connect with the whole universe. We all strive to continue to grow throughout our life journey. We don't stop growing at 40. I can vouch for that both in body and mind, most particularly body. In small groups and in religious education, we help one another to learn and we share our questions. One of the things that's so wonderful about this faith that we share is that we do raise a lot of questions. And I don't know all the answers. I'd be the first to confess. But we certainly do have some good times discussing them. Don't we, Hazel? Hazel's back there on the back row making sure I say all this right. If you ever want to have a good conversation about religion or the world's issues, you just talk to Hazel Martin. All Souls is a base for volunteer justice projects and religious education for all ages. As minister, 
and spiritual leader, I need to be a team leader for groups and subgroups whose interests and motivations are both for service and to meet personal needs. And it's a very exciting job. It's the ultimate challenge of leadership, leadership with responsibility, but without authority. Our governance is by congregational polity, which means that the authority rests with the congregation. The congregation elects a board to make policies. The congregation calls the minister. The congregation fires the minister. The board and council and committee meetings are all open so that you're all welcome to attend. We don't have a bishop or a pope, and the congregation belongs to an association of other Unitarian Universalist congregations. And that has an administrative headquarters in Boston, and they don't boss us around at all. They do what we ask them to do. We pay them, and they do what we ask them to do, hopefully. We participate with them. The UUA provides us with consultation and resources, with materials, with advocates for liberal religion from an office in Washington, D.C., supports churches with district executives, a religious education expert, and an office staff. They run a summer camp for us. You know? Well, we all run the summer camp, but um, there's a camp for youth and children, and there's an adult camp that meets in July. And it's really hot over there in Texas, but it's worth getting warmed up for. I thought my camp days were over a long time ago, but they're not. Every summer in June, Unitarian Universalist churches meet in general assembly, and they discuss and decide about the positions that the UUA will take in the public domain. They have classes, workshops, so that we can all learn. We have an opportunity to send three delegates to General Assembly in Portland, Oregon this June. And if you're interested in attending and representing all souls as an official delegate, please let Pat Knotts or any board member or me know. I'm one delegate. Sure would be fun to have two more with me. It's a wonderful opportunity to participate and to learn. People come to church and participate in denominations in churches for many personal as well as spiritual reasons. We come to church to worship, we work for the church, and we give to the church from our hearts, not because we're supposed to. We give because we love the church and because we want to. I just paid off my pledge. I'm feeling really fine this morning. We're generous to the church because we love the church and what it stands for, not because we seek recognition and reward. Our hearts guide us to this place, and our hearts guide us in all the work we do to maintain and sustain the church. We do not come to Unitarian Universalist churches in fear or in hope of an eternal reward. We come to rest from a strenuous week to separate ourselves from the ordinary chores of everyday life. We come to church to fill our souls, 
to regenerate our spirits, to refresh our hearts, and to learn to forgive. We come for inspiration and guidance about living a good, wholesome, more spiritual, moral, and ethical life. We come to church to help us learn to be all we can possibly become. Sometimes our church for the right church, the right church for each of us as individual truth seekers, can be frustrating. Each of us has expectations, even though it may may be difficult to articulate them. You know, it's kind of like, well, I know what I don't like, but I'm not sure what I want. I didn't know what I wanted when I went searching for a Unitarian church in Washington, D.C. after I moved there. I searched intermittently for a long time. The first church I visited was a new church starting up on Capitol Hill, and frankly, it felt flaky. I visited another. The minister was not in the pulpit that Sunday, and I sat through a poorly designed, sloppily delivered, and lightweight service given by lay members. I did not go back for several years. Another church made a big thing of announcing how friendly they were, but nobody ever spoke to me, and I am not all that ugly. At least I don't think I am. They smiled and were polite when I introduced myself, but they were clearly more interested in seeing their own friends than finding out about me or what I was seeking in a church. One of my family could have just died, and I could have been in serious need of comfort, but no one took the time to find out. I visited that church 11 times, and only twice did anyone greet me during the coffee hour. Now, some Unitarian churches aren't as friendly as we are, particularly some of the older churches in the East and Midwest. A friend of mine moved to Dallas. I didn't really know much about that church, but I knew it was a big one. She didn't know anyone except her work colleagues who were not Unitarian Universalists. So I suggested that she go to church there at the First Unitarian Church of Dallas. She was a shy person, an introvert, not a Unitarian herself. And so I warned her that people might not greet her during the coffee hour, that they might all be talking to each other. And this is what I suggested to her. Be sure to wear a visitor's name tag. Go to the coffee hour, take a yellow mug or a clear mug or whatever they use to designate visitors. Go stand with a group of people who are talking up a storm. Wait for a pause when somebody catches their breath and jump in and say, Isn't this a wonderful church? And they'll be all over you. She did that, and it worked. She ended up joining that church, and within a year, she was on the board. It was my first conversion. (laughs) This church is especially blessed with many members who have given of themselves their time and energy, their ideas and their financial resources to build and ensure that liberal religion in the form of a Unitarian Universalist church, has a home in Shreveport, Bossier, for people to gather in and worship. Today, we're honoring longtime members of All Souls, 
Their names and the numbers of years they've been members are all printed in your bulletin. Almost, almost completely accurate. We tried to be accurate. But if we have accidentally omitted your name or not printed it accurately, we'd appreciate your letting us know so that we can set our record straight. I know we accidentally left Joe Gurner out, and I apologize for that oversight. I knew he wouldn't be here, though. Joe Gurner supports this church and has for many years. So he just comes and blesses us with his presence in the office while his wife attends services. Whatever. I love Joe Kerner. We've been unable to locate the original membership. Who's got it? I don't know who's got it. If anybody knows where it is, we'd certainly love to know about it. And you know what? We need an archivist and a historian here to sort out and keep the records of this wonderful church. Susan Caldwell knows 99% of the things in the world, but she doesn't know that 1% that has the information about where the old membership book is. Now, there are very, very many interesting stories about the early days of All Souls. And this congregation is a testament to a lot of love, creativity, and commitment. All souls in this building are a testament to a lot of generosity and hard work and determination on the part of founders, early members, and many of those who are sitting right here with us today. Debbie Stilley, our talented, brilliant, and more than competent office manager, has managed to produce certificates for a group of people who have been here through thick and thin, moments of joy, moments of crisis, times of strength, their strengths, and times that were anxious and worrisome. We had all of those times. These faithful and stalwart souls have stood up when it was time to be counted, have sorted through budgets, membership drives, construction of this beautiful building, capital fund drives, and some of them even the very first church building. Helen and Tom Ray could not be here today. They have out-of-town guests. They are the longest-term members of this congregation that we know about. They have been members for 47 years. And if you look in your hymnal, 28 of those came from Tom and Helen Ray. They have children and grandchildren visiting from afar this weekend, so keep them in your hearts. Now, would those of you who have been members for 30 to 39 years please stand? Do you know who you are? Look at here. Come on. Oh, keep them. Tell, tell us your name. Run, run, run. Yeah, now. Tell us your names. Hazel Martin. Go give Hazel. Tell us your name, please. Yay! All right. You've got certificates coming. I've got a team down here working on that. 
Would those of you who have been with us for 20 to 29 years please stand and be recognized? Now, before you sit down, before you sit down, starting over there, go up and back and around, and each of you tell us your name, and we're going to bring you a certificate, too, that was made very beautifully by Debbie Stilley. Sharon Swanson. Barbara Gerald. Bob Rogers. There you go. Here. All right. Wonderful. Would those of you who have been members of All Souls for 10 to 19 years, please stand and be recognized. Please tell us your names, and you have to hang around 20 years to get a certificate, so I just want to let you know that. Bob Jordan. Susan Zett. Susan Zett. Cherry Groves. Stanton Dossett. Pat Knott. Debbie Stilly. All right. Now, would all the rest of you who have been here a little bit less of the time and who are visitors, please stand. Okay? We, this is an inclusive church. Whoa, look at this. We are glad you are here. We welcome you to join this church if you would like to. And we hope you come back and love this place the way we do. You, you young people who just stood up, you are our future. So, you older people, be sure to be nice to these young people. (laughs) Will you? Won't you? Yes. Yes, of course you will. The people who started this church struggled to find a place to meet, to raise money to build our two church homes, and to get the word out so that Shreveport has a place to worship that encourages free thinking, self-discovery, and creating community. We are in this beautiful place because of that generosity and hard work. And all of us thank all of you who did that. This is a really fun sermon, I think. Now... I'd like to ask some of those bold and faithful stalwarts to share with us something of your early days at All Souls. Like what were some of the high moments and the challenging moments? 1986, and uh, back when we first joined the church, we were, like always, struggling financially, and we couldn't afford to have the uh, the building cleaned professionally, so uh, there were volunteers to do it, and we had just started uh, coming, and so we agreed to help one Saturday and Chester was also, I think, ramrodding that at the time. So we came to help out. And uh, Ginger's parents 
uh, were looking for us for some reason. We told them we were going to be out here in the church uh, helping out. Didn't tell them exactly what we were doing. They came in. They found all three of us in the men's bathroom. <laughs> Chester didn't miss a beat. He said something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but uh, they were very entertained and very impressed with Chester. And um, that was one of the first uh, remembrances that we had of working out at the church. Well, I just want to share with you my recollection of when we were building this church. We used to be on the box door, and we were very happy there. But then suddenly we decided we have to grow, and we need a bigger church. We bought this land. It's about, I think, nine acres or something in here. Great land, and we start to build a, a beautiful church. We, we didn't know where from the money will come. And, but the only thing we were uh, projecting that we will have 600 members. And, and that will support our dream to build this church. I don't think we have achieved that. But still, we, are, we have built it somehow. And it was a great struggle. And it was my, my duty to inform the congregation how we are doing. And so it was a very difficult task. But I did to the best of my ability, and I think we have this now here in concrete form, uh, and, and we have survived, and we are, I'm sure that we will be surviving in the future. Thank you so much, Roger. I'm Hank Storr. I started in uh, 1975. Uh, I won't go through all the details because my memory has gotten so damn vague on so many things, I can't, I can't remember all I would really like to tell you. but. I started, uh, say in 1975, I decided I was, I was divorced and living by myself and decided I'd going up to that church, uh, I don't know, about four blocks up the road at that time. And I started in the, the fellowship. We didn't have a manager at that time. And it was just a fellowship. And I went, I can't remember, about several months anyway until we finally got our first minister. And I've been here ever since, mainly because uh, this is the only church, really, that I can come to. I, I'm not against, uh, and I respect all of the other Orthodox religions, but for myself, I don't want, in, in the dogma that I, I, I repeated so many times in the uh, in the Presbyterian Church, I was a born and raised a Presbyterian for 50 years, and but I got tired of some of the things I heard. Like if the last uh, minister I remember that in the church I was in did not want any segregationists, any colored people at all in the church, and uh, I remember some of our real good uh, Christians who. One who remembered very well said he's going to get his shotgun and go to the school if if they made his child go go to a segregated school. Well, that didn't fit any of my principles or beliefs about living. And I said I'm going to go try try that uh, church up the road there. They call themselves Unitarians. And uh, after about six months, I finally decided to join. And the main reason, because I could think for myself, I didn't have to swear to anything other than live by the principles of that we have in this church. So 
I'm still a Unitarian. We're not perfect. We're being human, and certainly I've gone through numbers of arguments and dissensions and so forth. But I still believe that uh, this is the church that I can go to and still be myself and not be a hypocrite about what I believe. I don't claim that I believe everything right by any means, but at least I feel that I can speak for myself and not for anyone else. Thank you. I just want to say that I guess something that touches me every Sunday that I have a chance to attend here and I actually say, find myself often cry, even crying in the, in the pews is just sitting here with people that share in this faith system who are not necessarily my best friends but that we share that commonality And I've seen us, being a 23-year-old member, all the changes that we have gone through in our lives by being here together over so many years. And there's just a real, I guess, humanity and joy and love of being able to share that experience over a long period of time with people in this community sharing this faith and so I guess I would just encourage you new ones that there's a lot of value by staying in a place and growing in a place and sharing in the lives of people over a long period of time and it takes commitment to do that I'm kind of like Hank. I've been here so long I can't remember where I started. Um, but most of my my really happy recollections uh, evolve around the holidays. Around the holidays, and um, uh, we have a tradition here at All Souls. It's the uh, uh, the candlelight um, uh, Christmas Eve Christmas Eve service, which is a beautiful service. If you've never attended that, uh, please don't miss it this year. Um, uh, children and the adults all join together. Uh, we have a traditional song, the 12 Days of Christmas, which is saying, and we have 12 volunteer kids that come forward, and one piece of wording, um, like, five golden rings or seven swans of swimming or things like that is on the card that they hold. Well, on one particular service, there was a young boy. I I don't recall his name, but he stood here and his card was upside down. It didn't, of course, faze him at all. The congregation loved it. Uh, they they rose in, in in more jubilant glory, you know, and and the kid was ex- extraordinarily enthusiastic uh, about that, you know. He was he was so proud that he was hitting that beat, you know. Uh, but but it just didn't matter which way you read the sign, the message was exactly the same. 
uh, a couple of other sharings uh, still relating to that same service. Well, I'm not sure if that was that same service, but just because of the design of this facility, we have been afforded <clears throat> some truly <clears throat> excuse me, exceptional shots, exceptional evolutions of, um, of our universe. And one Christmas Eve service, during that candlelight service, we saw the full moon <laughs> stuff rise over over the trees, and it was it's it's in my mind. And the last thing I'd like to share is um, I am a person that likes likes routines. I like I like um, to know direction. I like to know where I'm going. And we have an exceptional person in our congregation that heads us off every year <clears throat> without fail with a good message. And Chester Kelly starts us off and tells us, reminds us, as we settle out of the, the holiday uh, uh, disorganization, here we go again. So I appreciate you, Chester. Very much. That is wonderful.